Welcome to RC Talk, the voice of Ratio Christi at Marshall University. My name is John Mays. I'm your host. I'm also the regional director for the states of West Virginia and Pennsylvania, along with being the chapter director at Marshall. Today, I have two special guests with me. Um, They have nothing to do with the podcast whatsoever, but since I am parenting, as opposed to babysitting, babysitters get paid. I thought that I would give them the opportunity to show you what we talk about when we talk about uh, the Bible and the resurrection and such things as that. So, first of all, I want to introduce my one and only son, Xander, and he can tell you, although we're cheating today, he can tell you without looking the five facts of the resurrection. So, Xander, why do we believe that Jesus is alive? They killed him. Fifty people saw him. Paul saw him. James saw him. And the grave was empty. How many people saw him? Two. I mean, five (laughs) hundred. That's all right. You went from fifty to two to five hundred. But that's all right. So... He's six. If he can remember those five facts, I think, you know, pretty much anybody could do that. It's a talking point. If somebody asks you why you believe in the resurrection, you should at least be able to give them five facts. And next, but not least, or I didn't say last, but not least. Anyway, my daughter, she... I I really cheated with her. You should see how I wrote her notes out. But she knows these things as well. I just wanted to make sure because they get nervous. We're talking into a microphone, whatever. Anyway, she can tell you an easy way to remember why we believe the Bible is true. And here we go, Miss Ava. More copies than any other historical document, archaeology, prophecy, and outside sources. And they both act like I've just taken them to a lollipop and Ferris wheel land. But, all right, hopefully you could hear that. Uh, like I said, for some reason Putnam County's off today. Maybe it's because they had school last week <laughs> during the strike, and Mommy unfortunately had to work. So... I, th- I think it's very important that you teach your children, and I'm not teaching my children Bible stories. Uh, I'm trying to teach them truth, because as it says in First Corinthians, if it's not true, we are wasting our time. So, 
On to the point or the podcast for today, it seems that abortion is one of the main topics in the news for, well, currently. Um, abortion has been a major topic for a long time, and I want to address it uh, a couple of weeks ago. New York passed a law, abortion is legal up to birth. Last week, there was an abortion debate on the campus of the University of North Carolina at Wilmington, sponsored in part by the organization that I am with, Horatio Christie. In fact, we watched it at our meeting last Thursday. Um, I've actually written a blog providing some basic objections to abortion and provided the answers. And again, these are talking points. If you want to go in more in-depth, that's fine. But we need to master the talking points, just like with my children. Five little facts on each thing, on each, the Bible and the resurrection. Actually, there's four for the Bible. How hard could that be? At least you could go out and talk to someone about why you believe what you believe. That's what apologetics is. Anyway... Um, yesterday, if anyone keeps up with the news, back to the podcast, by the way, uh, the Senate blocked a bill that would allow medical care to a baby born alive after an attempted abortion, or in other words, a failed abortion, to basically do nothing. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's just wrong that's just evil and for evil to exist god has to exist and i'm not sure i I really don't understand that one but here's my thoughts and this is the gist of the podcast or as some people would say the meat and potatoes i think i believe and i'm going to attempt to back my thought and belief up momentarily that all of this is the fault of the church that's right the church you and i not the building you go to but the church as a whole and why you ask good question because we don't have a voice we're not relevant and we're letting these things happen and we're not taking a stand against them. Most of us are afraid to take a stand. And I can back that with uh, the statistic with Ratio Christie that we use all the time is that 50 to 75% of those 18 to, say, 24 are leaving the faith. Nobody seems to believe us. There's a new statistic out that actually a pastor used a couple of weeks ago at a church I was at that millennials up to 50%, 50% professing believers don't believe, professing believers that they believe in God, but they don't believe that we should share our faith. That's the Great Commission. But they don't think we should be doing that. Anyway, uh, my students, I mean, when we watched the debate 
afterwards I used I was using the blog that I wrote to uh, give them the arguments the, the common arguments and the answers to be able to have that conversation and they weren't really interested I mean at the time uh, they just kind of blew it off I guess I'm not real sure they thought it was they gave the appearance that it wasn't important so anyway the rest uh, of what I'm going to give you is why I believe that the church is responsible and I need you to understand that this comes from a book that I don't know I read a while back and the title of the book is growing true disciples it's written by George Barner yeah easy for me to say George Barna founder of the Barna research group and like I said it's a little bit older uh, the copyright on the book is 2001 so the statistics may be a little bit dated but honestly do do you think things have gotten any better I didn't think so neither do I but so as I continue to preach scream yell and kick my fate kick my feet the following should give you a good idea of why the church, in my thoughts, uh, is at fault. And I don't know. I, I, maybe we just don't care. But I did a blog and a podcast on that as well. So, what is the single most important thing you would like to accomplish in your life? And this is addressing believers <laughs> number one at 29 percent being a good parent raising good kids and having happy kids 29 percent here at number two spiritual condition having faith going to heaven doing god's will evangelizing others and raising my kids to be christians 20 percent drops below being a good parent financial security comes in at 14 percent and i'm going to build on that just to give you an idea of where we're going uh what would you make what would make you spiritually successful and again this is directed toward professing followers only 15 percent responded with following jesus patterning my life after his living as he leads me another 15 percent said having a personal growing relationship with jesus and both of those are great but it's a really small percentage uh, it goes on down believing in god eight percent and remember what the question was what would make you spiritually successful Reading the Bible, 7%. Sharing my faith, 7%. Uh, <laughs> it goes all the way down to 2%. But uh, believe it or not, just general comments, what well, came in at 20%, which is the highest, <laughs> or they don't know, which is 14% right up there with following Jesus. And this is on what would make you spiritually successful next question the spiritual growth activities in which believers would definitely participate spiritual growth 
activities in which believers would definitely participate. At 34%, using a monthly devotional booklet to guide you through morning devotions. Seriously? 34%. Drops down to 26% of believers would definitely participate in would be a weekly prayer meeting for people weekly prayer meeting with people from your church. Let me get let me show you where I'm at. Uh participating in a class meeting weekly for one year on a on Bible principles, fourteen percent. And I wonder why more people don't show up when classes are offered. I should I I know, I don't need to wonder. <laughs> All right. Question number three, I think. What Christians believe about God, Scripture, and power? What Christians believe about God, Scripture, and power? And believe it or not, 60% totally accurate in all its teaching. The Bible is totally accurate in all of its teaching. 60%. Here's one that's kind of scary. The Bible teaches that God helps those who help themselves comes in at 20%. You think, well, that's a low percentage. Yes, it is a low percentage, but no, the Bible does not teach such a thing. So, 20% of the people believe something the Bible doesn't teach whatsoever. (laughs) Um, 95%, this one's great. Seriously, this one is good. The universe was originally created by God, 95%. Now, if you ask why they believe that, that's an entirely different story. But 95% of professing followers do indeed believe the universe was originally created by God. Praise the Lord. What Christians believe about sin, evil, and salvation. Again, coming in at 90%. All people will be judged by God after they die, regardless of their beliefs. 90 percent the whole idea of sin is outdated 86 percent did you hear the question what christians believe about sin evil and salvation sin is outdated according to 86 percent of those surveyed 90 percent believe they'll be judged by god regardless of their beliefs Nothing really sticks out there. I'm I'm going through the book if you wonder what I'm doing. So if you want a copy, I'm going to give you a written copy of the blog of this podcast. We'll be out Thursday, so you can see it in writing. So I'll try to eliminate as much uh, dead time between the questions as I can. Uh, I'm looking for one that stood out earlier. Must not have come, came to it yet. Christians and non-Christians possess many identical or very similar attitudes, opinions, and values. Overwhelmingly, your family is very important to you. That's according to both Christians and non-Christians, both at 97 and 96 percent. You personally have a responsibility to share what you have with others who are poor or struggling. 91, 86 percent, Christian, non-Christian. Again, God helps those who help themselves. 
80% of Christians think that's a good thing, and 83% of non-Christians believe that. This one is the one I beat to death. This is the one that I try to emphasize is probably the most important. I use scripture to back it as far as Christianity being true, uh, why we believe what we believe, and such things as that. There is no such thing as absolute truth. Two people could define truth in totally conflicting ways, but both could still be correct. Okay, now listen, think about this one. Christians and non-Christians possess many identical or very similar attitudes, opinions, and values. And according to this survey, there is no such thing as absolute truth. Two people could define, define truth in totally conflicting ways, but both could still be correct. 67% of Christians believe that, and 76% of non-Christians. Herein lies a huge problem in why that I say that we are not relevant and that we must know what we believe, why we believe. If something is true, once again, it's true for you, me, and everyone else. Put another way, it's true for all people in all places at all times. That's absolute truth or objective truth, whatever word you want to put in there. Nothing can be known for certain except the things you experience in life. Christians, 61%. Non-Christians, 64. I'm I'm going to stop there. I mean, I don't know how much time I've taken. There's a lot more that I want to share, but I feel that that probably gives you a good idea. I'll go, like I said, I'll go into more detail on the blog. Uh, that'll come out Thursday about this same time. But in the meantime, consider what little bit I have given you. Consider what I've been trying to say, as I said earlier, that I scream and preach and stomp and kick and cry, whatever, to get the church to listen, to get my brothers and sisters to listen to what I'm trying to say. We're similar in a lot of ways with non-Christians and in our Christian beliefs. I mean, you heard the facts, okay? Statistics. I'll go into more detail as we proceed. I have no idea. If you hear the music that I hear coming from the background, I have no idea where that's coming from. Uh, okay, I found it. <laughs> I'll try to erase all of that. So, questions or comments, please email me at johnmays at ratiochristi.org. Or if you'd like to be a part of our financial support team, please consider or prayerfully uh, think about. I, I, I don't really know how to say that. Uh, we need your support. We always have. Uh, we always will. God provides our needs, but we need your support. It takes money to keep this ministry running, to do the podcasts, and to do the blogs, and to do all these different things. So, uh prayerfully consider joining us you can do that by going to johnmays.ratiochristi.org and clicking donate 
I would think that if you listen to the st- the statistics here, that you have probably been thunderstruck.